Welcome to the Cone Zone. That's my dad, Lowell Cone. I'm Grant Cone. Niners just wrapped up day 11 of training camp. We'll talk about the ins and outs of, of practice. But today we want to look forward to the first preseason game, which starts on Friday, which is Friday, at home against the Green Bay Packers. Dad, good to see you. How are you? I'm fine, and I'm going to see you later because we're having dinner together with the with the homish bucher. The whole we got the homish bucher coming together for family in a few. I'm looking forward. It'll to be it. nice at my house. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, what's on your mind? What are you most looking forward to in this game? This preseason okay. game. Um, I have a very clear agenda, and I know it's debatable. It's about how long Kyle Shanahan is going to uh, play Trey Lance, and I understand the downside of playing him too long. He could get hurt because the offensive line is questionable and McGlinchey and uh, Trent Williams won't start. I'm not so sure that McGlinchey not starting is a big deal anyway. I don't know where he's at is what I'm saying. But Trent yeah. Williams, of course. Um, here's what I, if I were Kyle Shanahan and I'm not Kyle Shanahan, I would play him for a quarter because okay. I think this kid has to play. And when does he play in games? He plays in practice. You know what I mean? Yeah. He In the offseason, he has catches with people. I think he needs to see another defense, and he needs to play against it for 15 minutes or however many minutes he gets. Um, and again, it's because he needs to play in a game. What do you think? Well, I, I totally agree that he needs to play in a game, and the more reps, the better. I, there are some concerns that I'd like you just to address. Let's say – so you want him to play the entire first quarter. You're the coach. You're the coach. Would you also have the the first string offensive line play with him the, the entire first quarter? I would have my best offensive linemen avail that are available. McGlinchey wouldn't mean – I understand why you're not playing McGlinchey. And Trent Williams, you, you don't want to get him hurt. Yeah. I understand. He's an older guy. You don't want to get him hurt. But I I would hope that, that Kyle has five reasonable offensive linemen that this kid won't get killed. And if he doesn't, if he's not playing them – playing uh the, the kid for the first quarter because his offensive lineman line sucks then shame on Kyle yeah shame on Kyle shame on the people who got these offensive linemen yeah now the only thing the only reason I bring up like the concern is because he did break his finger in preseason last year playing behind the second string offensive line like late in the second quarter of a preseason game but you're not saying playing in the second quarter oh no so just the first the first quarter, quarter. yep Against I don't have a problem with that. Your best with your best available offensive linemen. And if if there aren't guys who are up to snuff at this point, it's a shame. It's a Shonda. It's very bad. Absolutely. And if you see that the offensive line is that bad, but you still need to get Trey Lance reps, there's things you can call. You can run the ball. You can throw screens. There are things you can do to protect Trey Lance yourself as a play caller and still get him the reps, which I agree he valuably needs. He desperately needs. Kyle was asked today about how much he's going to play the – Starters, and he didn't have to tell the truth. He may not have told the truth, but he said, may, like, maybe the first series. We'll see. He said he could change his mind based on practice this week. So it sounds like, like last year, he didn't play the starters for an entire quarter. It would be like the first series, and then Lance would come in for a long time. But maybe that's because Lance needed reps. Maybe now that Lance still needs reps, he'll change his schedule. He probably should. The idea of playing them just for the first series, for me, is ludicrous. What are these games for? Yeah. It's like spring training. What yeah. are these games for if not to get your game ready? So I'll play him for, for one quarter seems for Lowell, yeah. foolhardy and almost a little arrogant. Like, yeah. 
like we got it knocked. No, you don't, Buster. You yeah. need to play this kid. Yeah. You don't have Matthew Stafford. You don't no. have a veteran quarterback. You need a guy who didn't play last year because you didn't let him. And so now he needs to play as much as possible. And he yeah. can't get hurt because then if he does your seasons, then you got to make amends with Jimmy Carollo. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, how much I you play against the Packers maybe. the first quarter would sound good to me. But here's how it used to be, right? Four, four preseason games, it would be like the first series, then an entire quarter, and then the first half. And then maybe you wouldn't play the fourth game. Now it's three games in 12 days. So what Kyle's thinking is a series and then not at all next week against the Vikings, just the joint practices. And then again, uh, in the final game, a series. I don't know if that's enough. I don't Meaning, know. If so in three games, Trey Lance would play two series. Who knows how many pass? He might not throw a pass. I have no, no idea, but it seems. I don't scary. like it. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. And here's the thing. You know, football's a tough game. Yep. People get knocked down. People get hurt. It's not the ballet. Yeah. And you need to be ready for that. You need to yeah. feel it. You need to face it. You need to be an NFL player. You can't coddle this kid because right. if you do, he could really not be ready when the season starts. Right. If you don't give him a preseason now, his preseason will be the first three to four weeks of the season. Yeah. And that's your fault for not letting him do this earlier. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. again, I acknowledge that football is a tough game. Uh, I acknowledge it. And kind of, I, I kind of like it. Yeah. You got to face up to it. Yeah. And it's not like it's what it was in the 80s. Like there's been eight, there's like 100 new rules to protect the quarterback. If Kyle Shanahan does his part and the offensive line does their part, they should be able to get Trey Lance a little extra work uh, in these preseason games because there's a lot of pressure on him and he doesn't have that much more time to get prepared. One other thing, Iggy. Yeah. Sometimes in these preseason games, the two coaches make a, a handshake agreement, no blitzing. Yes. Yes. It happens. Yes. Now, I don't know. I don't know what uh, Kyle's relationship is with LaFleur at this point. I don't even know if they're talking to each other, Good right? Good point. But they, they, I know that in games, uh, there have been a handshake agreement. Look, no blitzing. Yeah. yeah. So that can be worked out. I remember um, in 2011, Jim Harbaugh was really in his like most arrogant phase. He had just become the Niners uh, offensive coordinator, and he was talking about how good the Niners were going to be before the season started, and I think uh, really pissed off Sean Payton. So and I think it might have been the first preseason game. Sean Payton blitzed Alex Smith relentlessly in that game, and I think the Niners were offended, and Sean Payton was like, well, I'm offended at how your head coach talks about our league, which he just entered as a head coach. So I remember that happening. I don't, I don't know if Kyle has antagonized Matt LaFleur to that extent. Okay. Anyway, it's an interesting concept. There are there are so many ways to avoid getting this kid hurt. Handoffs, screen passes, passes to the flat, all that kind of stuff. He needs to be in there. He needs to hear the count. I mean, to, to give the count. He needs to feel the ball coming into his hands. And I know Green Bay isn't going to actually game plan. And the, and the Niners aren't going to actually game plan. But it's still football. Yeah, and he needs to face another defense because the one he's facing daily – I mean, he, he's not kicking his ass every day, but it's a really good defense. And it's creating, it's like the question is, is he just overmatched or is he inconsistent? Well, now he can go, we can go find out. And it might even improve his confidence. Yes. You know, it was interesting today. Some days they have some offensive starters sitting and all the entire defense out there. And he, and he really gets his ass kicked today. All the offensive starters out there and they sat the two corners. It was like, Hey, Trey Lance, why don't you build some confidence today? I think it's important to do that, though. You, you can't just beat the guy's confidence down in three weeks and be like, hey, go get him, buddy. 
<laughs> Everything I know about coaching is you're supposed to build the guy's confidence up. Yeah. And I don't see that the, the Niners broke it down for two, two weeks. Today they built it up a little bit uh, by design. Let's see what happens tomorrow. Rafa, thank you for becoming a member. The Mech says, hey, I laughed at the Ayuk Shanahan office story. He clearly is shy or introverted, trying to become a leader. Really like him. Deep ball me, please. Did you hear this story? No. Um, I asked Kyle Shanahan about Ayuk coming into his own uh, as a guy, maturing and growing up. And he said, you know, he, he used to be he didn't talk. Now he'll come into my office every day and say hello, and that's it. He won't say anything else, but he'll stand there. So someone must have told Ayuk, you got you to go talk to the coach. Say hello, interact with him. So he took it literally. Hi. And he'll just stand there. And then <laughs> Kyle will keep the conversation going because he's so, you know, in, charmed that Ayuk is doing that. But he must be extremely introverted. That's a lovely story. So he yeah. just, he thinks all you do is say hi and stand there. Yes. He ought to have yeah. a topic the next time, right? Yeah. <laughs> Talk <laughs> about the... tennis. Tennis. Yeah. George says, I understand where you guys are coming from, but the reason why I agree with Kyle is he got hurt last year in, in a preseason game. Well, we don't know what Kyle's plan is yet. He hasn't told us. He I might play him a lot. I think this comment is, is on point. It's fair. And if they're afraid of him getting hurt, I appreciate it and I understand. I happen to feel different about it. I feel a football player needs to play, but I understand that point and I'm not putting it down. Also, Kyle played Lance a lot. Lance a lot played Lance a lot in preseason last year. What has changed since then? He still needs reps. I can yeah. see him doing it again. I like Lance a lot. Lance a lot. Dave says, Grant, Mr. Lowell Cohn, we'd love to hear from you. Thank you for doing this again. Glad you're doing well. You guys are like family to me without ever meeting. You're in my house uh, for every video you make, Grant. Thank you, Dave. Dave, thank you so much. That was a really kind comment. Dave's a very sweet guy. Okay. So the <laughs> there's a training camp going on. But there's also a sideshow at the training camp, which the 49ers have created. It is no one's fault except for the 49ers. There's the training camp, which has the young quarterback having some good days and some bad days. And then you got Jimmy Garoppolo on the side field, throwing passes, smiling, waving to the fans. Still on the team. <laughs> and he's on the depth chart. On the depth chart. For it. it was quite, it was, it was amazing, Dad. What do you okay. think? Tell us uh, the depth chart at quarterback. Okay, the depth chart today, unofficial. One, Trey Lance. Two, Nate Sudfeld. Three, Brock Purdy. Four, Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. Uh, I could, like, go out of my skull and and I want to low-key this. I, I, talk in a calm voice. Let's just talk about the facts. Yeah. Um, on the face of it, to put Jimmy Garoppolo number four is ridiculous. We're just talking about ability. Um, from my point of view, Jimmy Garoppolo on that group is either two or one. He's not three and he's not four. He He's probably two um, because, you know, he's getting over the shoulder surgery. But, you know, up until this season, he was the number one quarterback. Uh, right. Well, it was like six months ago that he was number one on the, the number chart. one quarterback. He, yeah. he, you know, he took him to the championship game. So he's either one or two. So it, the, the, what they're doing is ludicrous. And we, yes. we understand that. Yes. Um, what's, what's bad about it is it's a bad look. It's, and I'm going to, you know, we're old English majors. So we used to talk about symbolism. All right. Yeah. The symbolism of having him number four, on the depth chart is it's sort of like first of all jimmy why don't you fuck off <laughs> right that's what number four i mean isn't that what it's symbolic of 
Yeah, pretty much. It's, that's what you tell somebody when you do yeah. that. Yeah. And and the other is, it's a it's a visual reminder to everyone who follows the 49ers how they screwed this up, yeah. that they actually have to put a depth chart and demote him to four because they didn't get rid of him earlier when they could have got rid of his salary and got additional players early on. So it's it's a visual symbol of really how they haven't handled his situation all that well. And it's like a microcosm of their entire offseason, which us. has been ridiculous. <laughs> and it's been a series of ridiculous events after another. And each time the Niners talk about it with a straight face, like, what? It's totally normal. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's going fine. And then another ridiculous thing. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the team. Oh, that's the plan. Now he's throwing the side field. Oh, that's no, that's not a distraction at all. He's on the depth chart. I mean, it's ridiculous. And they can say, don't worry. He's not in the meetings. It's Trey's team. We're going to cut him. We're going to trade him. Who knows if they're telling, I mean, who knows what'll happen, right? I mean, from Trey Lance's perspective, what if I hurt my finger? What if I have a really bad practice? Is he going to be in the huddle the next day? Is he going to be in the meeting the next day? I mean, without saying it, aren't they saying, aren't they putting more scrutiny on Trey Lance than's already there by keeping Jimmy Garoppolo in the building? Because the, the implication is we could go back. Insurance. We, Insurance. we could go back. And you got – so everything you do is on, you know, is under the microscope. Impress us. Iggy, I have a question. Yeah. I hadn't even thought of this before. Is Jimmy not in the meetings? Not in the meetings. And I think it's because he doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to go. I think they could have him there. And he's like, nope, I just want to throw in front of the media so they talk about me, which is fair. I understand. So his they've they said if you want to come, you can come. And essentially, he's saying, "Screw you! You I don't, don't want me. Why should I be in the meetings? I don't want to be in this team." So essentially, he's they've exiled him, but he's also exiled himself. Yes. What a situation, Iggy! I've never seen anything like this. I know, and it's so the Niners they're saying, um, "Well, we're going to talk about what the plan is for offboarding Jimmy Garoppolo next." But let's just linger one more time on the ridiculousness and the sheer ludicrousness of having him on the depth chart. And I think it's always talked about how it's bad for a backup to be a distraction. And like, you know, that's why Kaepernick's not in the league. He made himself so big. Well, the Niners are making Jimmy Garoppolo a distraction. Jimmy's not a distraction, but the Niners are making him that by keeping him. And when they eventually cut him, which they will, I mean, aren't we both going to say, why didn't you do this four months ago? I'm doing it right now. Yeah. They're going to end up cutting him. I'm going to win that bet with you. Yes. And I got you a nice bottle. I want a nice bottle. Oh, and, and, I'm going to get uh, you a really nice Barolo. Okay. And we're going to say that. Yeah. Why? Right. Why not before? I have another question, Iggy. Sure. This is going to be a silly question, but does Jimmy have a locker? That's a good question. That's a good question. I think he I does. Mean, is he in the locker room? I, I've never asked questions like this in 40 years. Yeah. But if he's not in the meetings, is he in the locker room? Or does he sort of dress in his car? <laughs> what I, mean? I would think he has a locker. If he's on the field, he must have a locker. No? Well, the point is you're not in the locker room I don't yet, know. right? I don't but know. I would really like to know, does he have a locker? And is it over by Trey Lance? Or I would think not. Hey, hey bud, how you doing? Wouldn't you like to know? Hey, Jimmy, would you just fuck off already, please? In the most respectful <laughs> way possible. I'm trying. I'm, I don't want to be here. I'm trying. That's funny. Uh, we'll take a couple of questions, and then we'll get to the, the next Jimmy G thing. Trey Lance says, I just put in overtime. I'm doing numbers like it's two of me. 
Good, good work, Trey. You keep working. Ricky Miranda says, update, it's August 9th, and Jimmy is still on the team. Side note, my girlfriend works at Fogo de Chao and saw him dining there yesterday. Nice. <laughs> Jimmy must Did be living a stress-free life right now. Did he say hello to anyone? Did people recognize him? Mason, thank you for becoming a member. Dave, get rid of Jimmy once and for all. Play the kid, Trey Area. Yeah. Yeah. I w- <laughs> all right, let's talk about the offboarding process for Jimmy Garoppolo. According to the NFL Network, who they come to practice every once in a while and talk to people off the record, Niners reportedly plan to release Jimmy Garoppolo during the final cuts if a trade doesn't materialize. And a trade's not going to materialize. So they're saying they're going to cut, they're going to hold on to him through training camp, through the preseason, and then like September 10th or something, they'll cut him. What do you think of that plan? Well, that's what I expected all along. Remember, yeah. that's my bet. So, right. We have a bet going. You're going to win the bet. That's yeah. And I said that they'll either trade him or cut him right before the first real a regular season game. And I'm going to win that bet. Um, what I think is, in a way, it's kind of crummy for, to, toward Jimmy. You know, had they cut him earlier, maybe he could have latched on as a backup somewhere. I don't think he'd be a starter right now. But in a position to be a starter if someone gets hurt. So... I think Jimmy has been a good soldier on the 49ers. I'm sorry that he's in limbo like that. What I agree. I agree. It's like, there's, I think what they're saying is, well, look, dude, you didn't tell us about the shirt, the surgery. You know, we were totally blindsided by this. They say they had a trade like agreed to in principle on the table and that Jimmy Garoppolo ruined it by having this surprise surgery. And so I think they're saying, well, we could do what's best for you, but you did what's best for you. So now we're going to do what's best for us. But I think it's funny that they think what's best for them is holding on to Jimmy Garoppolo like he's going to go somewhere and hurt him. You don't like Jimmy Garoppolo. You wanted to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. Now you're afraid of him? Well, you're afraid he's going to go to the Seahawks? It would be – they play the Seahawks in their home opener week two. Imagine Jimmy Garoppolo coming and beating Trey Lance. I guess they're afraid of that. But that's not a – if you're afraid of that, then keep him. <laughs> Why? Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't make any one, sense. One thing, Iggy, again, I've not dealt with Lynch and Shanahan. I don't think um, Garoppolo's shoulder surgery and bitterness toward it is dictating what they do. Okay. I think by this point, they probably don't have much emotion about it. And I believe there's some other agenda that we're not quite getting. I don't think they're trying to spite Jimmy. It, it's Maybe Al Davis would have done a thing like that. Uh, well, then I think what it has to be is that they're aware that once they cut him, there will be a market for him on the free agent market. And he could become a starting quarterback and he could make them look stupid by yeah. going somewhere and winning, especially if this team has a losing season. Maybe that's what they're afraid of. So, you know what? Hold on to him. Don't let him prepare for another team. Put him in, put him behind the eight ball. Hopefully he'll be a backup and no one will see him this year. And we don't have to worry about that. I see. So they save face. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Saving face. This okay. is all about saving face. Yeah. It's about saving face. Not about getting even. I don't think no. it's about getting even. Not. So but still, okay, it, it, seems like hard to, to, it seems hard to say they saved face when they're going to end up cutting him when they should have cut him four months ago. Yeah. And we've been saying that for the last four months. Yeah. Four months. Make it five months. Five months we've been saying this. Okay. But you're going to win that bet. I'm looking forward to paying up. Jody Moore says, Grant, my man, people are comparing Trey to Josh and said, Josh Allen and said it took two to three years for him. Question Did Buffalo have a Super Bowl ready team at the time? Patience was expected there. Will Niner fans have the same patience since we're a Super Bowl-ready team? 
Dad, do you think if Trey Lance has a rough September, the Niner fans will be patient? Not in the least. Not in the least. Not in the least. Not in the least. And if, if I were a fan, I wouldn't be patient. No. This isn't the rebuilding year. This no. is their window. Iggy, yeah. this is their window. They have yeah. a hell of a team. Yeah. Everywhere. They yeah. have on, on defense especially. What a team. And they have Debo Samuel and they have George Kittle. And, you know, this is a hell. And they have running backs. No, this is their window. And I don't think people should think, oh, well, the kid needs to, you know, he needs another season of, of seasoning. No. He's had a season of seasoning. He's been on the team. He knows this. You know, they, they said this was the best way to prepare a quarterback. Don't play him. That's the <laughs> best way to do it. Don't play him. All right, well, then let's show us that that's the best way to do it because I'm skeptical of that. Yeah. Playing usually helps. <laughs> I think so. I don't know. Jody, that was extremely generous of you. $50. Thank you so much. I would have read it for two. Jo Josh says, what does Josh say? Let's get Brian Hoyer back. He was the franchise. He was very good in training camp. I got to say he's going against a bad defense though. Um, Scry. I don't know what that is. Scribe mind says Jimmy being there doesn't matter. Trey will have to beat Brady Rogers in January. He should be tough enough not to be bothered by Jimmy in July. Well, I like that point. I like it, that. It, it, yeah, I like it. it. He should show the toughest not to be bothered. And frankly, I don't think he is bothered by the fact that Jimmy's there. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he goes into the bathroom and cries, but but I don't think I don't think so. My only issue is this kid has to play. If he's a football player, he needs to play in games. That's a really funny visual. Sorry, I was just picturing him in, in a stool. Uh, in crying. A, yeah, crying. Okay. So we talked about the quarterbacks every day for the last eight months. Kyle Shanahan sitting in the back of the room with his hoodie over his head, like sort of escaping criticism. Let's bring Kyle to the front of the class real quick and talk about what's at stake for him. Because all of a sudden he goes to the NFC Championship game, all scrutiny's gone. He still is three games under 500, under, under 500 entering year six. What do you think is at stake for Kyle Shanahan this season? Okay, let me just uh, say something before we do it. We're not here to criticize him today. No. Right now, Shanahan. No. We're here to say what is at stake for him. And Iggy, this is his sixth season as head yeah. coach? Yes. Okay. Um, let's say, first of all, I think there's a lot at stake for him. I, I think this is a really important season. He has he has a three game um under 500 in five in five seasons. He needs to make a statement that he's a winning coach, mm -hmm. that he can get off fast. La mm -hmm. Last season, he couldn't, that he can get out of the blocks fast. He's a winning coach. And this we talked about before we got on air today. Iggy, he has his quarterback. This is his quarterback yeah. that he hand-selected and that he's brought along. The, apparently, the way Bill Walsh brought along Joe Montana or Steve Young, he's brought him along. Kyle has brought Trey along according to his own plan. And apparently, or he says, this kid is ready. Well, he's got a great team and he has his quarterback. I'm telling you, Iggy, I feel he needs to get to the championship game and win it. He needs to get to the Super Bowl. If he loses the Super Bowl, okay, I think he, Sean McVay now has won a Super Bowl. But if Kyle loses the Super Bowl, he can't lose it again by blowing it. Yeah. He could get beat. You yeah. lose a football game. Yeah. But if you're ahead and you blow it, now that's a tragic flaw. 
it's a tragic flaw in his makeup. So yep. what I'm saying, he needs to really, really kick ass this season. He has everything. He does. There's more. I mean, he has to win, obviously. But I think he does have a 22-year-old starting quarterback. If he doesn't win the Super Bowl this year, I think people might understand. But if the quarterback plays well, it's all about Trey Lance. If Trey Lance looks like he is developing into a top-level quarterback, people will look at Kyle as the real deal. He's developing a quarterback. Because the, the narrative with him is that he's done so much without having his quarterback. You know, he's had Jimmy, who wasn't his choice. And he had RG3, who wasn't his choice. And he had that really good year with Matt Ryan, who's good. But, you know, he's not Tom Brady or anything. Well, this is his guy. This is his guy this season. This is your – no more excuses. Let's see what you got with your guy. Curious. So are we disagreeing or not? Because if this is his guy, Iggy, I'm not interested in seeing Trey Lance develop. I assume he's developed. I'm interested in seeing him be a, a, a really good quarterback. I'm not giving him a break-in period of three or four games. Forget it. Well, for, there, there's a scenario where the Lance looks good. The offensive line looks bad. They miss the playoffs. But you look at Kyle as saying – he and Trey have a future like next year. They're going to be better. And, and maybe next year they win the Super Bowl. Like if, if they finish the season thinking, man, year one was good. Year two could be better. Then people will look at Kyle as maybe the real deal as a head coach. Cause he finally developed his own quarterback. If Trey Lance is a bust, you'll look at Kyle as not a head coach. Like he's an offensive coach who can't evaluate the quarterback position, scout it or develop it. He's a guy with a scheme that leads to a lot of interceptions. I mean, you look at him totally different. If Trey Lance goes down in flames, Kyle can't escape that. He can't distance himself from Trey the way he distanced himself from Jimmy. I didn't want Jimmy. John drafted Jimmy. Jimmy was a, was a placeholder. This is the guy I want. Okay, well, he better be special. He better show, he better show something. Otherwise, you look like fool. And also, I, I want to quibble with another thing you say. Well, um, Trey's really good, but the offensive line may not be that strong. Well, the head coach is responsible for the offensive line. I That's mean, true. it's not like uh, you go out and you get uh, all the bad offensive linemen you can. That's you true. try to get good offensive linemen. And if that's a problem and that holds back the production of the quarterback, that's on, on the head coach as well. Agree. And we've been talking all offseason that not moving Jimmy, not cutting Jimmy Garoppolo and not creating $25 million in cap space and using that is going to hurt this team. And ultimately that goes back to Kyle too. It's your team. You decided and, to mess around with Jimmy all year. And th they could have had offensive linemen. True. True. That, so he, he put the Niners in a position where they're looking at potentially another losing season. I don't know. Um, they could. Look, yeah. What I think right now, um, I, I went through their uh, schedule. If Trey Lance is okay, but not great. I'm I'm looking at a nine and eight team. If Trey Lance is really something, I'm looking at a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. How about you? Um, that's those are two very plausible scenarios. There's also the other scenario where he's really good. He gets hit a lot. All it takes is one hit. He misses three games, and they miss the playoffs by one game. Because Kyler Murray misses a couple, he missed a couple games last year, but the, the Cardinals made it to the playoffs because Colt McCoy won two games in a month. Yeah. Yes. I don't think the Niners can win without Trey Lance. I don't think Nate, unless Jimmy's still here, I don't think Nate Sudfeld's going to hold down the fort, hold the fort for a month. That's not going to happen. There's a scenario where he plays well, 
gets hit, gets hurt, and the Niners are screwed because they don't have a backup quarterback. That's another thing this team doesn't have, a backup quarterback. They right. could have had one, but, they, but they're going to cut him in a few days, a few weeks. Yeah. You know, that interesting what you said about hold down the fort. It's in an American England, thing, right? In England, they say it different. They yeah. say hold the fort, which yeah. makes sense. The fort's being attacked and you hold your position. Yes. In, in the United States, we say hold down the fort, which, of course, makes no sense. And it seems to be like a floating fort, of, uh, right? Right. It's just going to blow away. It's going to blow away. So you have to yeah. hold it down. It's a hot now, air balloon. Nothing to do with Trey Lance. No, but it's a nice little uh, distinction. <laughs> yeah. So, is there, I mean, but I want Iggy. What else? Is he needs to be, be like eventually get to 500 or eclipse it. So that means okay. 10 and 7 this year, I'll get him there. Okay, let's stay with Kyle Shanahan. Let's say what's at stake for him. Let's say what's a good season from your point of view. What's a successful season that that uh, for Kyle Shanahan where, where people, grouches like you and me, stop kvetching about him? What's a successful season? Playoff berth at minimum. And then, you know, maybe Trey Lance, who knows what he does in the playoffs if he gets there. But again, if Kyle, if, if you leave the, this season feeling like this is a team that can win the Super Bowl next year, I think that's good because you never felt he was going to win a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. You might feel he could get there, but he's never going to win it with Jimmy Garoppolo. So if they don't win it this year, but you think this team is a legit Super Bowl contender next year, if they maybe add a couple pieces in free agency, hard to be mad at that. Okay. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Are you, would you, would you well, what I like about that, it's putting things off. Because their window is now. Who knows what happens in a season 2023? Who's hurt? Who's available? I, I don't. I I don't like to think that way. I like to think we're really good and and we're going to win it now. I don't want to think about. I don't want to make this season a parenthesis. But it's like if he had Matthew Stafford, if he had dra- traded for Matthew Stafford, had the foresight like Sean, Mc- Sean McVay you would say this is Super Bowl or bust year. If he had signed Tom Brady, like Tom Brady wanted to come here, and if he had just done that, Super Bowl or bust. But his choice was Jimmy Garoppolo, who's good but not good enough, or the 22-year-old wonder kid. You put yourself in this situation, Kyle. I mean, most likely you're not winning the Super Bowl no matter which quarterback you pick this year. And that's your your fault. You're saying that, that you don't think they can win the Super Bowl? I mean, let's be realistic. He's 22. He hasn't played in two years. Come on. If he had started the second half of last year, I might feel differently. If Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't on this team and they'd actually put the best roster out there available, I might feel differently. But this team isn't going to win the Super Bowl, Dad. See, I'm trying to be positive about Kyle Shanahan, but but we're not being positive about Kyle Shanahan. No. You know what I'm told? I'm told when he's not around the media, he has a very good sense of humor. But you wouldn't know because you're the media. Okay, cool. So when people aren't critical of him, he's a fun guy. It's <laughs> it seems to me that to be in his inner circle, you kind of have to. He has like a I don't know. You have to you have to call him the greatest. He wants to be seen as the greatest, but I don't know. Sean McVay he hasn't won anything yet. He needs to win something before he gets that title. Seems like McVay has a ring right now. Yeah, and and you know the word was that he owned Sean Mc Sean McVay. But now Sean McVay has won a Super Bowl, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, at some point Kyle has to win something. He can't keep he can't keep blaming his quarterbacks for the reason for for him not winning. Uh, and he can't always be 
an almost guy. A high level loser? A high level loser or an almost guy. Because it's funny, he's so much different than John uh, Jim Harbaugh, but they're both right now, as of now, high level losers. I they agree. Have that I agree. Um, okay, let's answer some questions. Jared says, any news on Trey Sermon? Haven't heard really much of anything good or bad. Will he make the roster in your opinion? It's hard to judge running backs without tackling. From my eye, I like Jeff Wilson Jr. better, Elijah Mitchell better, and the rookie Jordan Mason better too. He doesn't He doesn't have – he stutter steps a lot behind the line of scrimmage. Andy, Addy G says, couldn't Kaepernick have done the same Jimmy G has done or more during the last couple of years with Shanahan? We'll never know. We'll never know. You know, um, may I uh, thank you for the for the question. Mm -hmm. um, I've had it with the topic of uh, Kaepernick. Um, whether you agree or or think it's a shame that he's not in the league, he hasn't played in how many years, Iggy? Six. I mean, he's history, and and he was history years ago. Browns might sign him. Are you Browns serious? I saw there's a report earlier this week that they were. That it might happen, but it, but there's been that Iggy, report a few times and it never happened. Iggy, the Browns are not, not going to sign him. They're not. And remember, hold on. Remember he had that big deal tryout with the Raiders? Did they sign him? No. No. No one's – he's done. No one's going to sign him. He and I'm not, saying, I'm not saying good riddance. I'm saying I'm a realist. Yeah. We need to move on from him. Yeah, he's going to be 35 in three yeah. months. Hutch serves gaming says Niner fans been waiting for years. The time is now to win. And John and Kyle need it just as badly as the fans do. We know the players want to win. That's how win I now. feel. Win now. Trent Williams is uh, almost 34 years old. Invading robot says, Hey, Grant Lowell, how do you come up with a good question to ask in the pressers? Do you plan the quarter uh, question ahead of time or does context matter? Is there a skill to asking a follow-up question? Oh, this is your, here you go. Okay. Let's talk actually about Grant. Sometimes we do discuss it before yeah. he goes down there. Now, we have it in the last week or so, but I'll say, you know, Iggy, this is a pretty good question, mm -hmm. and sometimes he does it. Um, also, Grant is very good at figuring out his own questions because I believe he knows the technicalities of the game of football better than the other people who are there, the other beat writers. Um, now, but now you've raised a very important point about a follow-up question. Good luck. Good luck on a follow-up question. When I was uh, a young man, and let's say I was in a, um, a press conference with Bill Walsh or George Seifert, Seifert it was very casual. It's very casual. You didn't have to get the microphone. Right. And, and, you know, it was very casual. And we knew these guys. Yeah. I, I knew these guys. I would go to their office. This doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. So, I, so George would answer a question. I'd say, George, uh, um, I, I'd like to ask a follow-up. Sure, Lowell. And you ask a follow-up question. Iggy, how, can you ask a follow-up right away now? You can ask a follow-up. It's gotten There's a new PR director in town, and there's, there's, there's no more, a uh, couple more cutting you off type of stuff. So you can, and I, you, you, you're going to get there. But I, I remember your skill, your strategy with follow-up questions is yeah. you listen to what they say and pick out something, a phrase, a word, the most interesting thing that they said and say, what do you mean by that? All the time. What do you mean by that? And then they just have to re-explain what they said. Yeah, because my feeling, boy, I love this topic. My, not only my feeling, what I knew was Let's just talk about football because I covered all kinds of sports. The coach was prepared 
for certain questions. He would sit down with the PR guy and, and the PR guy would say, expect this, this, and this question, and let's go over your answers. Right. So what I never want wanted was a programmed answer, a canned right. answer. I wanted to make the coach think on his own because more truth would come out when he wasn't prepared and he wasn't quite as comfortable. When it was a, a conversation, like a normal conversation. So I would always say, what did you mean by that? Because I was an academic and I spent a lot of years teaching in college. And in a seminar, I'd say, interesting answer. What did you mean when you said this? And it was the same thing I, I did in, in the press conferences. We covered the team together for six seasons, six seasons. And we would go down and cover press conferences a lot. And when we would drive down, we would say, well, okay, what, what, are, what are we asking? What are you asking? What am I asking? And there, there's like every time there's the news questions. And either you'll ask them or someone else will ask them, but they have to be asked. And what what this person is asking is, you know, do you always have planned questions? Yeah, you have those, but you also it's also good sometimes to just listen because the question those planned questions are going to get asked by someone. Often the answer is interesting, and you say, "Hey, you said this. I didn't expect that." And like, what do you mean by that or whatever? But yeah, a lot of the questions are based on what the guy said that day because you don't know. That's right. Yeah, it's a good question. J.R. Beckled says, everyone forgets the pre-Kyle Lynch era of chaos and embarrassment. How can Niner fans ever suggest that we move on from Kyle and Lynch? I guess there's the fear that, you know, left to his own devices, this is, well, this is the best Jed York could do, Kyle and Lynch. No one here is suggesting they move on. True. We haven't said that today. No, we haven't. No, we're just, we're just saying, saying what's at stake. Yeah. That's all we're saying, what's at stake. And also, Harbaugh was not chaos. He was a hell of a head coach. He it was. was two Schlemiels who came after that were chaos. And you put that at Jed's door. True. Jay Sports Enthusiast says, do we really think that Lance's uh, psyche isn't affected knowing that Jimmy is still on this team? For every interception and over-under throw pass he commits, I'm sure having Jimmy on the sideline doesn't help. That's how I felt coming into the offense. I felt like there's already a microscope. He's under a microscope. Why increase the... Uh, why? It just seems like he's 22. Your job as a coach is to take pressure off of him. And of course you can say, Hey, you know, you got to be ready for the pressure at some point, but still it seems like the coach's job is to not heap it on. But we've already discussed how ridiculous it is that Jimmy, it's not like Jimmy Garoppolo being there at practice is a good thing. No. And okay. Let me ask you this before you go to the next question. Uh, would you have, if you were Kyle Shanahan, would you have said Jimmy, um, stay away from practice you can come to the practice field at seven in the morning but you got to be gone by eight and then you can come back at seven at night at night but you can't be here when there are fans out here when there's media out here you're not on our team you can't be seen by anyone you're a ghost you're okay. persona non grata and uh, um according to the league rules he could do that say so you can come but not while we practice maybe maybe not maybe they I, said I don't please know. don't be here and he said you know what i i I'd like the, the media to see me throwing. Very, thank you very much. Thank you. Who knows? Seth Harvey says, Grant, we can win the bowl this year. Trust me. Sure they can. A lot of things. Yeah, they have a very talented team. Jay Sports Enthusiast says, also non-football topic. Mr. Cohen, you seem like a, you seem wise. Have any advice for a, father, for a father that has two daughters, two and four? I'm trying for the boy, but think I should swing for the fences. Let me see this again. I'm trying for the boy. Think I just, you mean, should you have a third child? Yeah, you probably should discuss that one with your wife. 
that's one with your wife, but yeah. boy, um, I, I think it's it's a, a gift from God to have two lovely daughters. Yeah, you're blessed. You're blessed. You're lucky. Ray's, Histo is a new member. Thank you. Dave Barclay, again, thank you. Do me a favor, say hi to my nephew, Evan. He's the one that got the new BA jersey. Evan who? Say, say hello to his, to Ed. say hello. Okay. Hello, Evan. I will. Okay, moving on. Last topic. Keep pressing right click. Okay. I'd like to give sort of my honest assessment of this offense because it's not, it's a little rough around the edges. And this is Kyle's offense. This is his baby. So I'd like to talk about it um, real quick. This is what, and if you have any questions, if you think I'm being too easy or harsh, let me know. Uh, today it looked good. I think it was manufactured. They took out some starters from the defense. When it's all the starters in the defense against all the starters in the offense, the defense is better. And so is it? Is this cause for alarm? Maybe, maybe not. The defense is top three in the league. And in practice, it's very much passing oriented. When they do a run play, it's hard to tell if it's a good one or a bad one because there's no tackling. If it's a pass play, you know exactly if it worked or not. Pass is complete. It's not. It's intercepted. It's You, know, it's, you can tell. And it's great. Like this passing game is definitely not great, but it, at all, it's not great. But I think it's important to remember that they're going to run the ball a lot. Their identity is to run the ball a lot. And they're just sort of leaning into their identity more is the way I see it. I think when the, when the season starts and they start game planning, we're going to see a million different ways to run the ball and maybe 20 throws a game. Maybe that's not how you envision a championship team looking, but that's what they did with Jimmy anyway especially in the playoffs. Let's run the ball as much as possible. And so I think to that end, they'll be better at accomplishing that, the running. I don't know what the passing will look like, but I know that they'll have some deep throws here and there. And I don't know what it'll look like on third down. Uh, he probably will improve as the year goes on as a passer. But I do think as a this team, this team could set the franchise record for rushing yards. I have a question. Yes. The offensive line, which is yeah. still a question mark. Yes. Especially in pass protection. How is it as a run-blocking offensive line? Trent Williams is great. Michael Lynch is good. The other three guys are total unknowns. The left guard didn't play last year. The right guard's a rookie. The center is a 29-year-old rookie. I mean, he hasn't played. So um, I guess we'll see in the preseason. So but, but they still have Trent Williams. They still have Juszczyk, Kittle. They, and they still have Kyle. I mean, they have things they can do. But what I want to say is one thing that I find fascinating is the offensive line and the quarterback are both, I'm going to say, kind of unknowns. They're kind of unknowns uh, today. And um, it's hard to say how good the offense is going to be without knowing those two factors. Yeah. You have to learn like how, how bad the weak spots in the offense are before you can realize, before you can figure out what you can do. Yeah, I mean, Iggy, if the offensive line really does come together, and if this kid is a B-plus or an A-minus quarterback, that's a hell of a team. It is. That could be a Super Bowl team. But, Iggy, we just I, – I can't say – and in a way, I don't think you can say until we know what the offensive line is like and what the quarterback is like. And we're not – we haven't seen Kyle game plan for this particular – roster but I'll, I'll give you an example so in, in training camp they'll just cycle through plays and they'll do a lot of passing a lot of drop back passing using the shotgun throw and it can look good it can look bad all of a sudden they do a drill where it's like a situ uh 
they're up three, two minutes left. You're at the 35, and it's like a game without tackling. Um, all of a sudden, the play calling's different. The first play in this period today, zone read, 65-yard touchdown run uh, on the left side. And the next play, another zone read. So I have a feeling when the game's actually going, it's going to be very little passing. See if it works. But they've won that way in the past. Absolutely. They have a great run game. And one thing I like uh, um, about Shanahan, his ego doesn't get in the way. So he feels, I have to show him brilliant with a lot of passes. He's content. Content is the wrong word, but he's content to run it, which is less sexy, less glamorous, but you, but you win. And I, Actually, I admire the that. way that he schemes up the run game is pretty sexy and glamorous. I mean, he's got a lot going on and he gets a lot of credit for, it. I think he even takes pride in everyone else makes their, their money with the past game. Look what I can do in a different way. Yeah. And I think it's going to be even more extreme this year because there's only so much you can do in the run game when the quarterback isn't involved and doesn't do play action. Now you have this whole element of um, misdirection involving the quarterback. Will he keep it in throw? Will he keep it in run? I don't know. And that uncertainty should help everyone else. And when you have a really strong running game yes. that can power you and the defense can't stop you, everything else on offense is open to you. The yes. minute that happens, the passing game, everything else is open to you. It's yes. the key. And it's he sees that key. And I think it's nice that instead of throwing him in and saying, hey, Trey, lead the team with your arm. They're going to say, you are a complimentary piece on this team. Hand off. And if you do well with that, we'll put a little bit more on your plate. Eventually, one day, he could become a Pro Bowl quarterback. But they're not going to expect that of him right away. They're going to say, don't mess up. Don't throw any picks. Scramble. Hand off. If it's wide open, hit it. And if you do well with that, then we'll go from there. That's sort of how the Seahawks handled Russell Wilson at first. I think it's a smart way to handle a, a young athlete at the position. Sounds fair to me. Yeah. Sounds like um, I, I'm expecting or desiring that he's like a finished product in game one, but that's unrealistic. I understand. And and I can be uh, grumpy sometimes. <laughs> Fair. I think it's just, I guess what I'm trying to say is the offense, I think, looks worse now than it will during the season. I think during the season, we should, if the offensive line holds up, we should see a run game that's probably the best one Kyle's had here. How about oh, I that? love it. I love it. How about that? And you know, remember, like, look. Kaepernick wasn't a better quarterback than Alex Smith, but the offense was more was more dangerous with him because just the run game itself, their run first team, all of a sudden the run game was better with Kaepernick on the field. I think we're going to see a little bit of that effect with this offense. Yards sounds per carry go up. We'll see. Sounds fair to me. Dad, I'm Schwitzen. Okay. Um, let's sign off. Um, I'll call you in a minute. Let me make sure there's no one else that had something to say. I don't think so. If the oh, if the Niners miss the playoffs, will Kyle get fired? No. Um, okay, I love it. Could we stay here a second? Yeah. If they miss the playoffs, I don't think he'll get fired, but I'd fire him. Who I would. If they miss the playoffs with the biggest reason not to fire Kyle Shanahan. Huh? Biggest reason not to fire Kyle Shanahan. Not to give Trey Lance another offense to learn. Remember they did that with Alex Smith? Got it. Okay. It's tricky. It's tricky. But look, if he misses the playoffs, boom, hot seat. Better make it next year. Okay. Better make it next year. But, I mean, I think it's it's either – look, Jed won't fire him. You might. But I think even Jed would have to acknowledge if he misses the playoffs again, you gotta, you're got you on the hot seat. Hot you seat. Can't, 
You can't make the playoffs once every three years, Kyle. What's the hot seat? I don't know. I don't know. Your your seat just spontaneously combusts. <laughs> Callie says, seems as if there isn't a gray area with Kyle. He wins, great coach. Doesn't win, bust and should be replaced. Okay. If he doesn't I don't make know. the playoffs. If he doesn't make the if Iggy, if I was still writing columns and he didn't make the playoffs, I'd put him on the hot seat. I'm putting him on the hot seat right now. <laughs> Whatever that means. Whatever that means. All right. Oh, hold on. Last one. And then the show's over. Daniel Kelly in the comments calling Lance a bust. My question is, uh, considering he's a former scout, can we call him a bust? Daniel Kelly is a bust. Hey, man, Daniel Kelly's entitled to his opinion. No one knows about Lance. We'll find out soon enough. He had a good day today. He was awful the other day. And talking about it this morning, Kyle didn't seem particularly enthusiastic. Jack Cameron was like, so what's your assessment of uh, Trey in camp? And Kyle's like, some good, some bad. Um, the interception's got to stop. The one a couple of days ago is unacceptable. It's like, okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, well, Trey got the message. He did better today. We'll see how he does tomorrow. All right, Iggy. I love you. Uh, love you. Talk to you soon. Bye, everyone.